Brought to you by the Mutual Audio Network. With a name like Mutual, it has to be good. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Assignments. You know what you did. I, I know. I'm sorry. You killed me. You killed us all. Osiris. It had to happen the way it did. It wasn't my fault. It was your fault. How can you say it's my fault? You're the one who did it. You're the one who killed me. You're the one who killed us all. You pushed us. No! Kingdom Radio Theater presents The Rise of King Asylus, Episode 2, Night Terrors. Brought to you by the J.V. Micah Publishing Company, publishers of The Blake Secret Short Reader Series for Beginner English Learners, and the I Want to Learn English textbook. Please visit www.iwtle.com for more information. King Osiris may have been a strategic genius, able to work his political influence to bring enormous wealth to the new kingdom of America, but he was still a man and still had to tend to his family. But even when you are the king of the world, essentially being a husband and a father still comes first. At least this mantra of family first was something Osiris held dear. He wanted to be loved by God and his family before his kingdom and then the rest of the world. As much as he would go to the extreme measures to ensure the prosperity of his country, at times he suffered personal losses. And when it came to the young girl Abigail Sierra, he was powerless and suffered immensely. The strange thing about King Osiris and his precious Abigail, as no one really understood why her very presence ignited so much tension in every facet of his life. One day, Quinton Capone and King Silas were having a conversation in the great terrace of the Grand Castle of New Eden, the capital. Silas asked Capone the educations are about the school system and what needed to be done to improve things. Capone suggested some drastic measures to ensure more children express interest in becoming soldiers in the royal military. social programs in the national schools, and I am truly impressed with all of it. You continue to outdo yourself by putting together an exceptional team and implementing all the new vocational initiatives for high school kids to be more useful in society. Bravo. 
Thank you, your majesty. I make the most of the help I have here in the capital. I also hear there are some more monetary anomalies in the Northeast School District. I thought we handled all those matters. We did. I looked into it and found three principals were funneling books and materials across state lines and trading them on the black market. <laughs> what were they trading? Principals were trading hundreds of notebooks, a ton of paper, thousands of pencils and pens, and hundreds of book bags for vodka, your majesty. For vodka? Where was this vodka coming from? From Russia. We're still investigating how that vodka made it into the kingdom, or it may have been in storage for years in some bunker somewhere, we're not sure. But no one has seen real Russian vodka in this country since the end of the war, ever since they murdered their last dictator. That country has sure fallen on hard times lately, so it actually wouldn't surprise me that there may be Russians here trying to smuggle supplies through other channels. It's really hard to say. Well, don't rest until you find out why those supplies were being traded. If illegal Russians are on our soil, I want them hanged immediately. In fact, I want those principals hanged for treason. They made a vow never to steal from the children for their own gains. Maybe we need to remind the country what happens when you steal from our children. Make sure it is streamed live. Now, just to be clear, Your Majesty, we don't know much about the traitors. We only know of the transactions because we discovered the vodka. A hundred cases of it. The principles were, and get this, storing the cases in a rented storage facility. An off-duty officer recognized his son's principal driving a step van into the storage facility and followed her. He was actually only thinking about helping the principal with moving things, assuming she needed help. But when he walked up, he saw the principal loading cases of vodka, and they were labeled vodka. <laughs> Can you believe it? So the officer called for backup, and the rest is history, as they say. And this principal just gave up her partners in the scheme. Yes. She didn't even put up a fight. I guess she felt there was no point. Well, hang, hang them all. As you command, Your Majesty. Say, are you okay, my king? Quentin, you are one of my closest, dearest friends. You know that. And if something is troubling me, you always seem to know. Much like the queen knows. And I trust you because I know underneath all this, we are good friends, you and I. Of course, Your Majesty. Underneath all this, I love you like a brother. Then I can just vent a little for now. Honestly, it's just Rebecca. She probably thinks I'm being unfaithful and it's causing a rift. And it floats in and out of my head all day long. So forgive me for being distracted. I completely understand. But if I may, why do you think she suspects infidelity? Quentin, you've been married as long as I have. You know how marriages are. Sometimes we suspect each other of crazy things, whether there's a good reason or not. I don't know, to be honest. It's just a feeling. The way she looks at me in response to me. She's been cold, too. And when I suddenly wake from my night terrors, as I do sometimes, she doesn't even pretend to care. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. It's, it's a little concerning, so I get this feeling. I know what you mean. 
My wife has accused me before, but she had good reason. I don't mean to sound crass, Your Majesty, but why don't you just tell her the truth about Abigail? Absolutely not. I, I already made the mistake of talking with her about Abigail before. How could I be so careless? I should never have mentioned it. But once I did, I, I just started talking. I didn't tell her the truth or anything. I, you know I can't do that. Well, at least it isn't anything dirty, Your Majesty. Abigail cannot claim anything inappropriate happened because, well, you know, nothing ever happened. It doesn't look right. But I can't tell the Queen the truth. If she knew how and why Abigail got here, it would crush her. It would bring up things I buried a long time ago. Sir, if I may, Queen Rebecca has always been your ally. She has always had your back. You can trust her with this. If you tell her your plans, she will understand and help you when the time comes. You know the monsters are going to keep coming. You know they're going to use Abigail to get to you. Quentin, keep your voice down. We can't risk anyone hearing this out in the gardens. Of course. My apologies. But, but you're right. I know you're right. But I know Queen Rebecca better than anyone. She could be a great ally, but she could be very bitter if she feels betrayed. And I cannot risk her becoming an ally to the monsters for the sake of saving our sons and their claims to the throne. Your Majesty, do you really think she would betray you? I can't see her doing that. Do I really need to answer that? Look, it would be much easier if it were like arresting some school principals and hanging them for stealing. This is beyond complicated. I am certain Rebecca would hang me for what I did. Well, not literally, but figuratively, and then she would find someone else who would hang me. Yeah, I don't know. I see your point. But, Your Majesty, you and I are the only ones that know this. Quentin, my brother, you love me because I am your friend. And you would die for me because I am your king. And there are things that you know that no one else knows. In the case of Abigail, you are not the only one that knows. How can that be? Look, just say the word, Your Majesty, and any other man or woman who knows will die tonight. That's just it, my friend. Abigail's mother died years ago in the war. And the others that know, I can't say for sure, even humans. I say, we open up another bottle of Canadian whiskey. Let's spark up some Cuban cigars. And let's listen to some old music. Let's stop talking about this. And let's start talking about our real plans, Quentin. Let's talk about our plans and how we're going to change the world. How we're going to make the world better for everybody. Silas's reign, many changes took place that changed everything people knew about America. Like, for example, Silas built a new capital city in Kansas, and Washington, D.C. simply became a large museum where occasional special events took place. He called the new capital New Eden, and he constructed the largest most fortified castle the world had ever known. But unlike other castles in world history, this castle was open to the public. 
He believed this splendor should not be solely for his pleasure. He wanted all Americans to enjoy it. In fact, he exclaimed that American couples who were getting married could use any of the gardens, terraces, and ballrooms for their weddings for free. And eventually, many did. The king and his family hosted many celebrations at the White House too. Any couple who were celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary and beyond were invited to the king's annual White House celebrations in the summer. Masilas promoted families and gave generous tax breaks to couples who stayed married and imposed penalties on those who divorced. Americans were becoming happier and began to express great love for their king. But in private, the king was tormented. He was fighting demons every day and every night, figuratively and literally. go to Isaac in South New Eden. Welcome to the show. What do you think about the king's decree to allow couples to use the Grand Castle for weddings for free? Do you agree this is a good use of our tax money? Oh, thanks for taking my call, Tom. I do think it's a good idea. Somewhere else in the world and even before in the old U.S., nobody wanted to do anything for anyone for free, especially the government. All they did was take and take taking nothing for anyone 
Imagine if presidents had opened up that White House for weddings. I mean, that would never happen. The elite class never shared anything with us common folk. That's why I support our king with everything. He's such a great man. Nothing ever gets to him. You bring up a good point, and I agree. It is refreshing we have a king that shares his home with the public. I think the king shares just about everything with everyone. It looks like he loves being around the people, even reporters. There's really no other way to explain it. Now that I'm away from everyone, I can think and be alone with my thoughts. But that can't happen for very long. I guess I just don't like being alone. Besides, I have to meet with Dr. Ezekiel now. So, just a couple of minutes of this, in between this or that. At least with Dr. Ezekiel, I can truly say what is on my mind. Sometimes he tells me what is on my mind better than I can. Perhaps I let him know too much. Like my dreams. Maybe I shouldn't mention so much about my dreams... But I don't know if I have much of a choice in the grand scheme of things. Anyway. Your Majesty, I'm curious if your night terrors have subsided. Not exactly. Although I think I'm gaining better control during the dreams... Sometimes I am in battle and I make conscious decisions during the fight in the dream. I never used to be able to do that. I have to admit I am not an expert on dream consciousness, Your Majesty. But there are some positive things you can interpret from this. Be more aware of your surroundings in a dream. Conscious, if you will. Well, that isn't the norm and it could mean you are becoming more aware of what happens around you. Not only in your dreams, but in your awoken state as well. Awareness is a beautiful and powerful thing, Your Majesty. Indeed, Dr. Ezekiel. Having a heightened awareness would be a powerful tool as king. Just as it would be for uh, a homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> there are no homeless men in the New Kingdom. Ah, but if there were, he would be quite aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You know, Doctor... In all seriousness, I would like to know if there was a drug that could help me heighten my awareness. Your Majesty, I would strongly advise against such things. You are the king. The greatest chance we have to be the greatest nation this world has ever seen. We need your mind to be free of chemicals. If history has taught us anything, it is that whatever alters the mind is not from God. I mean, do you remember how things used to be in the old country? Doctors would prescribe pills to little children, like those in the playground. And then they wondered what happened to society. They couldn't figure out why people became so, well, inhumane. The healthcare system treated people like lab rats, and people became lab rats. And lab rats are just rats. Nobody likes rats. 
I get your point, Doctor, and appreciate your candor. I believe this is why I trust you so much. I like that you are straight to the point and are honest with me. Well, I wouldn't be a very good doctor if I wasn't honest with you. I will say this, however. Some medicine for ailments, aches and pains, those are fine to take if you feel your joints are bothering you. I know those old battle injuries never really go away. Physical pain is something I have learned to live with, doctor. It's my mind and how it hurts sometimes. The memories, the faces of the dead, the screams, they still haunt me. They never go away either. I understand, Your Majesty. At least you know you are becoming more aware of yourself in those night terrors. Your heightened awareness is good for your mind and good for the nation. We need you to be at your best. We all count on you, Your Majesty. In that case, the fate of the nation rests with you as well, Dr. Ezekiel, because I'm counting on you to see to it that I stay well. I wanted to tell the king something else, but I don't know if today was the day. He mentioned a dream to me last week, one involving the young girl, Abigail, at the time, I just wanted to process the details of the dream. He said she was sitting on his throne wearing only a bra, and she was laughing at him as he stood before her naked. I should have told him what I really think it means. But if I do, I'm afraid he might do something terrible to that young girl. She's just too important to him, too important to his state of mind. If I tell him... She might pose some danger. He's likely to arrest her, or even worse. No, I think I will wait until him later. In the news at this hour, King of Silas is visiting the Royal Academy here in New Eden, giving the Royal Army cadets the surprise of their lives. Go, go, go! Keep going! Go! Move! Move! Move out! Move your ass! Abigail, it's so good to see you. How's your training coming along? King of Silas, we're surprised to see you here at the Academy. I, I am learning a lot. It's very hard, I won't lie. Everything is so different here than in Puerto Rico. Different in a good way or a bad way? Definitely in a good way. I love it here in the new evening, and I like being near the castle. I like that you are here. I think of you, Abigail. I think of you, too. I know you will be one of the best soldiers in the whole military. That's why you are being trained by our finest commanders. Like I told you the first time we met. Do you remember that day? I do. 
I remember it like if it was yesterday. I remember I said some things I wish I hadn't. Abigail, I want you to feel that you can tell me anything that is on your mind. I knew that first moment you were going to grow up to be somebody special. And I want you to know, you earned your place here. I really didn't tell anybody to make sure you made it here. You just did it on your own. You are one of the strongest young women I have ever met. I know you will make me proud and make us all proud. Well, I really hope I do. I'm trying very hard. There's more to being an illiberal soldier than physical training. We have to be super smart, too. Oh, I know. I know. I may be king, but I was once a soldier. It took me a long time to finally understand what I really had to do to make sure I was at my best and be ready whenever I got the call to go on a mission. Something tells me it won't take you as long as it took me. Your Majesty, I will be ready whenever you call or when duty calls. I know you will. I have no doubts. Someday, I would like to be one of your royal guards. You want to be around me all day? My royal guards are with me everywhere I go and are prepared to give their lives to protect me. Their whole lives revolve around whatever I do. They are a very special breed of soldier. As much as I believe you would be an incredible royal guard, I think you can have a far more significant role in protecting our kingdom. Do your absolute best in your training, Abigail, and I promise you, you will go places you've never dreamed of. I believe that. After all, I am ready places I never dreamed of, and it is because of you, my king. I will give my life to protect you too. Let's hope you won't have to. I would prefer to have you here on this earth. My king, I understand there are many things I have to do, and I know I have to be ready when the time comes. You will be ready. I'm sure of it. Will you be back to see me again? Soon. I promise. Silas, I'm worried about you. There's no need to worry. Our allies are coming around. They really have no choice. No, no, not that. I mean you. I'm worried about you. I know you can handle the leaders of the world. You are the leader of the world. The world is a much better place now because of you. You've made good on all of your promises, and I cannot be prouder of you. I love you. The country loves you. The whole world loves you. Please don't. Not everybody loves me. Plenty of people hate me and want me dead. Not everyone can be happy about the state of affairs. You are too brilliant of a woman to be blind to this. Of course there are enemies, but our enemies now are much less significant. You have truly gained a stronghold of every corner of the earth. Your presence and power can be felt even in the remote jungles of Africa. But that isn't what either of us are thinking about. I'm not referring to what you control or don't control, who loves you or hates you, or your enemies. I know you for the man you are underneath the splendor, the fine clothes, the man and his thoughts underneath that crown. I know you, Osiris, and I know something is troubling you deep inside your heart. You're struggling in silence, and I'm worried because you don't trust me enough to share what that is. 
Rebecca, I love you more than anything in this world. If you say the world loves me, I believe it is true because you say it is. And if something troubles me so deeply, it is true you know me too well to deny this. I'm dealing with things I never thought would be so... so stressful. What is it, my love? We've always been a team. You've always trusted me, and I've never let you down. I'm the one person in this world that will never think you're weak for having fears or worries. To be clear, I'm not fearful of what exists outside of our bodies and minds. At night, as you know, sometimes I can't sleep, and it is because I have these night terrors. But believe me, I'm not talking about great monsters or demons, at least not all the time, but subtle things, people, and... and... Silas, it's another woman. I think I understand now. You are in love with another woman. That's why you can't open up about it. Absolutely not. I can never love another woman. And I'm troubled more you would suspect me to be unfaithful to you. It's that Abigail girl. I know it is. You've been so fond of her from day one. I knew she was troubled the moment you first spoke of her. A woman just knows these things, and I'm telling you she will be your downfall. (laughs) You are overreacting, my love. I have plans for Abigail. Oh, I bet you do. You should be ashamed of yourself. You are a man in his 50s. You have no business messing with such a young girl, even if you are the king. No, no, you have it all wrong, Rebecca. I'm not interested in Abigail in any romantic way whatsoever, not even remotely. You have this all wrong. She's important in ways I can't really say because it involves secret missions. Please, my love, I have never given you any reason to doubt my fidelity. Abigail is important that there are things she must do for the country in a military sense. I just can't say what all those secret things are. I bet you have secret plans with her, Silas. The nerve. Well, all I can say is, if you don't have any romantic feelings for Abigail, I can assure you she certainly does for you. My queen, my love, I assure you with all the blood in my body and light in my soul that Abigail is nothing more than a soldier in training. She will help keep the peace for us. You'll see. Asilas, you are too blind to see everything else around her. Just so we are clear, you are not the only one with night terrors. I too have had them. They're more like visions or glimpses of the future. Abigail is not who anyone thinks she is. And what's worse is, in my dreams, she's being controlled by... by, well, the most evil thing that exists in this world. The most evil thing? You mean, like the devil? No, not like the devil, but... but actually the devil himself. Well, we have God's love, and that will protect us from the devil. Please, you can be arrogant with people, but do not be so arrogant to think God will rescue you just because he loves you. You do remember God let his son die on the cross, don't you? You have a point. I will be extra careful, my love. Lately I can't help but feel lonely It's catching up to me, no I can't sleep 
Rise of King Asylus, starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus, Jeff Ellis as Dr. Ezekiel, Naomi Castillo as Abigail Sierra, Meg McDonald as Queen Rebecca, Quentin Capone, played by John Doby, Don Rosinski as Newsreader, and narrated by Sergei Brezhnikov. And our opening announcer was Emily McCarthy. Special accommodations provided by Get Up and Get Out with Gene and ID Life. Healthy, simplified. Customized vitamins and products to help you with your weight loss goals, energy, hydration, and your sleep. Visit Gene at www.gugogene.com. That's gugogene.com. More information about this radio theater show, the cast and music can be found at theriseofkingasilas.com. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash kingasilas.
and follow our Twitter at King of Silas. This has been a production of New Kingdom Radio Theater, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And please stay tuned for episode three. This segment of the Mutual Audio Network is brought to you by Mr. Biddle's Little Skittles. Love candy? Mr. Biddle has little Skittles, or bigger Skittles you can whittle, or middle Skittles that make good vittles. So diddle with the Skittles that are never a riddle, Mr. Biddle's Little Skittles, located between Katie Cootie's Kit Kat Cowler and Gnarly Nathan's Natural Necco Wafer Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs>